What's up, film fans? Welcome to another episode of What the Flick, the podcast where we rewrite the movies we haven't seen based only on the poster. We are your poster boys. I'm Matt. And I am Mac. And today we'll be figuring out just what the hell happens in The Shining. Bip, 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 bip. Theme tune. What the flick? What the flick? We don't know what a movie is. Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the poster. We figure it out. What the flick? What the flick? Gonna write a film that already exists. We'll be doing it because we're so cool and back to two years left in school. What the flick? What the flick? We're never gonna watch that shit. Got better writers than Steven Spielberg. Film directors are all dumb nerds. What the flick? What the flick? That's the name of the podcast. It's almost time to make some noise. It's time for the poster boys. So what the flick? Hello, TV's Emma Holland. Oh, it's me, Emma Holland, from the television. That's true. It's Emma Holland from the TV, everybody. From local network Australian TV. (laughs) Yeah. From (laughs) SBS? Is that one of them? No. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but not one that Emma can legally work on. That's true. I see. Yeah. Hi, Emma. How much do you like films? I love films so much. Uh, I went through Uh, a phase of uh, being like what I called a cinephile when I was in high mm. school. Um, and I'd print out like my favorite screen craps from movies and put them all over my walls. Seemed really, my really oh, quite nice. deep. <laughs> yeah, very independent of you. Yeah, I know. I was, very, I was an indie gal. I don't know if you know this about me, um, <laughs> yeah, but I was very alternative. Yeah, I tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I had a tumbler. Uh, <laughs> I had a tumbler. It's the first thing we find out. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really force a segue in here. Emma, what country were you raised in? Uh, Indonesia. Why? Oh, I have a story about living in Asia, right? (laughs) You're a rat. You're an absolute rat. There's a guy in my work, right? And I've never met him. Welcome to the podcast, by the way, Emma. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Can't wait to talk. So excited to share my story. Go on, Mac. (laughs) Fantastic uh, TV personality, stand up comedian, all around. Excellent person. Welcome to the show. Uh, a courtesy we did not extend to you before Mac. <laughs> anyway, Mac's got a work bullshit. story. How <laughs> uh, uh, those PowerPoint presentations also? Just, uh, just as a point of reference. <laughs> yeah, good. What do you have to say? Uh, there's a guy in my work <laughs> who said, and I just think this is an insane quote, and I just think we need to talk about it. He said, I used to want to live in Asia, but I've grown out of it. <gasps> oh <my gosh. laughs> and I said... What do you mean? And he said, you know, just like when you're younger, you think living places would be nice, but then you get older and you realize what places are actually like. Sorry, does this man live in the UK? He lives yeah, in Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> Christ. I thought he would I, mean because the average height in Asia is quite a lot lower than it is in Europe. And so he physically oh, like he, like, won't fit into I'm the houses out. anymore. Maybe he's just like a very depressed man. He's like, I oh, used to have only. dreams. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know, I I I grew up, and no. the sad reality of life hit me, and that Stoke is all I deserve. Don't no, give him this. He, don't give him leniency. <laughs> he genuinely is. A, he's one of the few people in our work who has lived abroad, right? So he has, quote unquote. Oh, did he live traveled. in Manchester? No. Also, no. Oscar, that's the other thing, Abba. Manchester is twenty minutes from here, and he's never been to Manchester, which oh is a mental thing to do. Okay, but this anyway. is something that did my head in when I was in Northern Ireland with you, Mac. Is that you yeah. guys were saying that like you would go to Belfast on like a day trip, and then we found yeah. out where you lived was twenty minutes away on a train. <laughs> yeah, stop, 
something to do. I live 20 minutes from the shops in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? My rural home was 20 minutes from the next person. North Island just doesn't exist in like a normal plane of measurement, right? (laughs) So you were just going to about the size of Melbourne CBD. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. North Island. Yeah, Northern Ireland has 1.7 million people in it. Oh, so little. Oh, so cute. Yay. Yeah. It's very tiny. Very tiny. And most of them hate the other people there. (laughs) That's the trick. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Every other person hates the other person there. But yeah, his theory was that he said that Asia seems a kind of place that would be fun when you're a teenager, but when you're older, you wouldn't enjoy it, right? And then someone else in my work went, well, actually, they're not allowed to have kids in Asia, so most people are old. <laughs> and I said, Wait. what do you mean? And they said, you're only allowed to have one kid in Asia, right? And I in said, Asia, that, all of that, Asia. I was, like, I was like, that is not India, Asia. The, the country of Asia. <laughs> yeah, the like, That's not Asia. The beautiful Asia nation. you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I went back. Well, I I grew up as a teenager in Asia and then I went back like 4 months yeah, ago. Yeah, but to famously visit my you friends. moved away before you became an adult, right? Cuz you you were obviously there'd be nothing for you to do. Oh, oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> well, but, you grew up and you realized that there was nothing for you. I grew you up there. and I was like I, I don't fit into the houses anymore. I can't live here I anymore. Be here. I got to put away childish things yeah. like Asia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep taking the slide to work. I've got to go and get a car. <laughs> Gotta go to a more serious place. <laughs> I'm sick of all these bright colours and soft toys. I'm going to Melbourne. <laughs> Gotta stop Is taking lessons at just... the jumping castle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was confusing China with the McDonald's soft play area. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That checks yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So both run by a couple of bloody clowns, am I right? It's a bit of free political comedy for you. It is free, you can't complain. <laughs> I had a joke that never worked, which is, and a podcast is the best way, place to put them. because Oh, oh God, yeah, the it. only place. Well, my theory was the slides at McDonald's are significantly more dangerous because the chip oil from kids' hands means there's no traction. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why there's so many deaths at McDonald's slides. And then you'd watch people oh, question whether that was true or not. Uh, yeah, and that's I why. did. This is this is only related by oil, but I did a um, <laughs> for I did a forty fifth birthday party for a Scottish lady um, last weekend as part of my job <laughs> that I do, um, and part of it was a karaoke night that rules that I was running. Um, and but they had so they had like the two buffet tables, and then the third table along was me doing karaoke, right? <laughs> So I was right next to the sausage. And so people were just coming up. They'd do a song and they'd have a fucking sausage roll or a chicken wing in the other hand. And so by the time I got the mics back at the end of the night, they were slick, (laughs) slick with buffet grease. It was very unpleasant. (laughs) Anyway, The Shining. The Shining. On a related note, The Shining. What do we know about The Shining? I know that Stanley Kubrick is a bad bloke who tortured... Uh, Shelley Duvall. Duvall on the set of this. Yeah, uh, I know that there's twins. Yeah, there is twins. Big twins vibes. And there's that yeah. scene where he, uh, what's his name, Jack Nicholson, cuts through the wall and says, uh, "Here I am." Yeah, <laughs> yes. he says, um, "Hello, it's hello. me." <laughs> Please, I tried knocking, no one answered. He says, "Here's Johnny," which is confusing because it's not his name or the name of his character. Well, yeah. I didn't know that. That is the, that is the bit of The Shining that's aged the worst. <laughs> oh, is, is it a reference? Yeah. Is it a cultural I believe, reference? I believe it's a reference to Johnny Carson. So if this was like a, a common day remake, it'd be like, 
he would chop the door and be like, tonight with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I see, right. Yeah, or something, or like late night with James Corden, and then they'd scream even more. That is scary. Carpool yeah. karaoke! <laughs> the big acts, and then... Oh my God, it's very funny to imagine the woman hiding in the room, and then a, do- a car drives through with Jack Nicholson and James, and James Corden. Carpool karaoke! <laughs> yeah. Just singing a Black Eyed Peas song. They sing the uncensored but- version. <laughs> Yeah, in the unrated cut. The unrated cut of uh, Let's Get It Started. (laughs) I have that album somewhere, the the original version. Oh, no. It's no good. (laughs) Uh, On CD. Uh, the only other thing I know about The Shining is that it's like at a hotel, right? And the hotel is, uh, is yeah. like uh, either haunted or cursed or something. Mm. There's that beautiful Well, I mean, the shot. pattern that they've got here, the pattern that they've got kind of like on the... It's a, it's a fun font. I'll say that, like, the shining that they've got <laughs> it in there. It's a fun, like, almost clown font. It's kind of like Scooby-Dooey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the background looks like honeycomb, right? Like bee kind of honeycomb shit or potentially some sort of electronics. Oh, well, yeah. uh, to me, it looks like the it's like a 1970s chic, but it kind of looks like the aesthetic that a lot of well millennials are doing to, like, refurbish their houses now. So this could be a horror story oh, okay. about someone purchasing um, cheap furniture and then relisting it on Facebook Marketplace for $300 because <laughs> they've added mid-century to it. Upcycling, yeah. yeah. Jack Nicholson buys a hotel and goes there to and upcycle all of the furnishings <laughs> and sells them to sell it to millennials. Oh, that's very good if you find the, ha- the, the hotel is haunted, but all the ghosts are actually quite chill. Like, they're just like normal ghosts, but then they get angry that he starts selling their the shit. The ghosts there are the property brothers, and they're there to help <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, like, um, Jack Nicholson and Scatman Those Carruthers are the twins! Are like, the property brothers the property are the twins! Brothers. <laughs> yeah, this is a property brothers horror film <laughs> about the dangers of being a landlord. Because the thing is, like, at the moment, there's all these horror films coming out where it's, like, rich people getting their just desserts. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we, you know, the irony that they're all made by rich people and starring rich people is kind of lost on everybody. But <laughs> it's, you know, we do like, we like to see rich people getting their comeuppance. And so I think a horror movie where two landlords get the shit kicked out of them mm. by ghosts. I think they want to convert it. Good. I think they want to convert it to an Airbnb. I yes! think, I think yeah, Shelley yeah, Duvall yeah, yeah, yeah. and Jack Nicholson have traveled with their kid. I think they have a boy. Um, mm. and they're, Probably they have a boy. They're going to renovate this place, turn it into an Airbnb. <gasps> It's an investment property. They have yeah. Uh, they're no selling intentions. off all the furniture and they're putting in IKEA shit. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're gonna make it mid-century chic because that's what's popular at the moment, and they're gonna do it all with the help of the ghosts of the property brothers. Do you think the property brothers are the ghosts? Well, yeah, I think absolutely. Uh, well, the twin twins in it ghosts because I don't know that. I don't know. I think, well, because the thing that I know, again, it's I think it's a Simpsons probably thing that I've seen, right? Is they're holding hands together and they've got little dresses on and maybe mm. that's the property brothers. Yeah, they're going, yeah. come renovate with us, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, maybe what, what, what if Jack Nicholson's intention is to go and make like cheap, affordable housing, but then the ghosts get in his head and like, you can make so much money if you turn this into four Airbnbs. Ooh, that's yeah. so What smart. if... That's really What if smart, it's man. Grand Designs? <laughs> oh, the ghost Kevin McLeod? <laughs> no, what if, Kev, what if that's the framing device, right? 
Um, Jack oh, Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. Of of yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, so yes. Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall are a, um, you know, younger end of boomer couple, right? Yeah. Um, who inherited a couple of houses and then they've turned that into like a, a landlord kind of empire. They're cunts, essentially. Yeah. And they've bought this dilapidated hotel at auction. They're going to turn it into Airbnbs. Mm. You know, it's all, it's, it's all going to be like, it's going to be like 500 micro flats that they're going to rent out for 500 pounds a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they go up there and, um, yeah, Kevin McLeod is making a grand designs on this renovation. Great. But then it turns out that they're also murderers, maybe, and there's ghosts there, or maybe Kevin is so radicalized by like how awful they are that he becomes the killer. I don't know. Well, who's the little boy? That's my question. Oh, the little boy? Because they have a son, right? So who's the little yeah. guy? Well, I do know one other thing about The Shining I've just remembered. There is a sequel to The Shining and the little boy's played by Ewan McGregor as an oh, older boy. that's true. So maybe uh. the little boy's just Ewan McGregor on his knees with his shoes on his knees. <laughs> Knees, yeah. yeah, and the proper oh, and Kevin, what's his name? Kevin McLeod. Kevin McLeod. Kevin McLeod is the property brothers on top of each other wearing a trench coat. <laughs> wearing a trench coat, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's is very it Kevin good. McLeod? I thought that was the guy who does all the generic music online. It, it, it's, it's both. A, yeah, they're both the same name. It's very confusing. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, if you spell it McLeod, then it's the music guy, and if you spell it McCloud, then it's the architecture guy. Wow. Yeah. All kinds of construction. <laughs> He's constructing everything you could want. Mm. A lot about this, right? What if they think they are going in absolute of grand designs, right? But Cav McLeod dies on the way to the hotel, and the hotel mm-hmm. is haunted, but they just make the ghost look like Cav McLeod to trick them. And Cav McLeod just slowly turns them more and more insane. Is he trying to but drive I, a divorce? Because that, that's always the funniest <laughs> designs is when they break up and you can see like, <clears throat> as the house yeah, builds up, the relationship what, builds down. <laughs> yeah. That's what Kevin's angle is. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. He's just there to needle them yeah. and to be like pa- a passive aggressive ghost. Uh, I, a pass ag to geist. Is that anything? That's something. <laughs> it's, you sure said um, sounds. <laughs> I did. I said things that, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I was about to say there's the ingredients of a joke there. I don't think there is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so Kevin's aim is that he wants them to divorce. He wants the drama, yeah. you know. But mm. see, maybe in the end, he ends up driving Jack Nicholson to Moida. What's Moida? Just murder, but in a funny accent. Oh, I thought it was like an English town. <laughs> <laughs> he, drive, ah, he drives. Yeah, no, the- he just takes him there. Yeah. Puts him in a car, drives him to Moida. Yeah, Moida's a lovely village in Staffordshire where we all go for the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Kevin McLeod drives Jack Nicholson insane and little... little and then drives young... him to a small English town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. L- little Ewan McGregor ha- has to escape without his parents killing him and without the house consuming them, essentially. Yeah, well, because little, Kevin Mc- little, um, little Ewan McGregor is... You know, Gen Z and therefore based. And it's also, <laughs> yeah. it's quite hard to walk on your knees. So he's having, he, yes. he'll have a bit of trouble escaping. And so he's not happy with what's going on in the house. You know, he's yeah. like, you know, you guys should be redistributing the wealth, right? Well, maybe mm. that's what it started us. Maybe it's one of those things, right? Where it's like one of those trust fund kids who is kind of based, but also doesn't realize the fact that he's a trust fund kid is a problem. Yes. And it's one of those oh, things where like maybe. Like he's going to inherit this. Yeah. 
But yeah, maybe yeah. the hotel is his like gift from his parents and he wants it to be affordable housing and stuff like that. But then the ghost twists them so they're like, but we could turn it into Airbnbs and drive like they start going crazy about that. While he's <laughs> still nice. being a little base yeah, little yeah. boy, being like, No, Daddy, I want twenty people to live here free of charge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah. why is it called the shining? Um because the, the lighting <laughs> The lighting's good. They keep using um, uh, polymer-based paint covers, so all the light bounces off of it. Yeah, maybe none that's of what the furniture's mad. Yeah, yeah, that's what drives him mad. That every room he goes into, he just everything's shiny, and he's like, I just can't deal with the lights everywhere. Oh, he's got a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. poor guy. Very funny, it turned out at the end there was no ghost and he genuinely just had a migraine and he's just an old guy who can't deal with any stress. <laughs> <laughs> and also the house doesn't exist and he's just sleeping in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and Ewan McGregor is just Ewan McGregor one, trying to wake him up. <laughs> one of the property brothers wakes up and goes, it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 30 minutes into the film and the rest of it is just them yeah. doing their normal day in their life. <laughs> then he rolls over to the other property brother. Yeah, they're, they're I sh- assume they sleep in the same oh, bed. Sh- yeah, Laurel and Hardy yeah. style. It's like completely non-sexual, but they do sleep in the same bed for sure. Yeah. yeah Isn't yeah. that a weird yeah. time in television history where a man and wife would not sleep in the same bed together, but a comedy double act would? A hundred percent. The three stages all had one bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a weird little quirk of, of TV for a while. God, I forgot how awful the Property Brothers are to look at. That's not a quick hey, Google. They really are terrifying. Hey, have you seen there's a third Property Brother? What? <laughs> the- a secret Property yeah, Brother. The yeah, first yeah, yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Property Brother in the attic. Maybe that's who's in The Shining, is the third <laughs> Property Brother. He he wants to get as big as his twin brothers, and so he tries to break up couples because the house will look better. <laughs> It's like if you spend more money on interior deco. <laughs> the secret dark property brother who whispers in the ears of the other two, like a little Voldemort on the back of their heads. <laughs> they're like they just part their hair and he just sneaks out, like his little face stretches out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a horrible little gremlin thing out of the back of one of the property <laughs> brothers' heads. Yeah, the property brothers is just one of the guys. It's the Property Brothers. And then the other one's yeah. just Steve. It's the Property Brothers and Steve, but there's just two guys. And it's like, <laughs> why is it just two guys when there's, it feels like there should be three of them? Yeah. There's Matt Property and Jonathan Property. And Jonathan Property. And then the third <laughs> the third brother, Steve. Yeah, Steve Property. Yeah, okay, I get you. No, he doesn't even get the last name. <laughs> you get the last name Property when you earn the last name Property. But you think yeah. you think that it's Wait. short for Stephen, but it's actually short for Stevel. Because <laughs> he's the evil Property brother. <laughs> yeah, like, you can be called Stevel Property once you've sold your millionth house like the rest of us. No, once once you list and get a booking on Airbnb, that's when you get the last that's name Property. That's when you get the property. And so he's yeah. desperate. Yeah. He just wants to be Stevel Property. It's his biggest <laughs> desire. <laughs> So yeah, stable properties. Such a good name. So, do we think this starts <laughs> with Kevin McLeod, like in media res, driving towards? You know, I'm on my way to meet uh, Jack Nicholson and Shelley <laughs> Duvall, who we need names for, I guess. Um, uh, some boomer Johnny? ass names. Obviously, his name's Johnny. Yep, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. <laughs> 
And his wife, Jimmy Kimmel. And his wife, Jimmy Kimmel. Perfect. Yeah. I'm on my way to meet Johnny Carson and Jimmy Kimmel, a couple who've just bought a dilapidated hotel in... Moida, Staffordshire. Moida. Yeah, in Moida, East Staffordshire, which they plan to turn into 500 micro-apartments that they're going to list on Airbnb. Yeah, that's good. Great. Also, I have to say, Stavanger is also famously like the county that's the cheapest to live in. So it would be the terrible idea for a place <laughs> to, make, to try and, and rent out Airbnb. 500 people. Everyone's desperate to get a holiday rental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the amount of people going on holidays to Stavanger is not a null yeah. time. And I so I think, you know, you have like the classic Grand Designs thing where he's like, he gives the introduction and then it's like, you see the flyover of the hotel, the 3D representation, mm. and it's like, it all breaks down yeah. and he shows them what, he, and he pulls into the village and the village is kind of like a Lovecraftian, like fish people village, you know, everyone's very suspicious and we're in flat caps and like creeping Everyone around. has an axe. Everyone's got an axe. <laughs> Everyone gets their own axe in this town. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls up and he's like, well, let's see what the locals think of this new development. And everyone's like, Rrr. and they all go. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I really wow, interesting stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I really like, is that happening, right? That woman screaming, Kevin McLeod is just kind of like backing away from her. And in the background, you can just see all the towns, people just axing the car. <laughs> like, just <tearing> <laughs> Like just pulling the windscreen. Oh, what, this would be an incredible scene, actually. Like if they go, uh, yeah, behind him, you can see them acting the car, and he goes, you know, uh, why don't we go to the local pub and see what you know the um, see what the buzz is in the town? And he opens the door, and it's pitch dark in there. The sunlight streams in, and like fifty of them, are like, <laughs> and, like dive under tables and behind the bar. And he walks in, and he's like, so what do we all think of the new development? And as the door closes, you just see like luminous eyes light up in the gloom. And then they all descend on him. Yeah. And yeah. he just doesn't even really notice as his body falls to the floor. And he, Ghost McLeod now, just keeps talking about the property. And he's, and he's now a renovated version of himself. Yes. So he's stronger oh, than ever. Absolutely. More good. powerful than you can possibly imagine. His arms are timber. <laughs> <laughs> A timber frame McLeod. His entire chest is just windowed. Tastefully appointed with chest hair. Ta- beautiful views from inside. Beautiful views of his huge dongus. I don't know. He's now only made out of housing material. He's, yeah, he's entirely yeah. construction based. I'd say he's got Kevin McLeod's head, but then the rest of him's just got like scaffolding around him. Yeah, it's because like he's still being shit. built. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a real, genuinely really sick shot of just him very calmly walking into the pub. And you just see like all the horrible things on him. And then just and his body dripping down. They just like a kind of transparent first of him just continuing to talk, but with scaffolding yeah. around his body. <laughs> he's got, well, maybe he's got scaffolding instead of a skeleton. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. They just build the meat on yeah. him. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, on. so he just he he just carries on and he wanders up so to the house. So scaffolding Kevin McLeod goes to the house. Yes, yeah. and he, <laughs> yeah. and then that's when we first see Johnny Carson and Jimmy Kimmel. And their child, Ewan McGregor, on his and knees. And their child, Ewan McGregor, <laughs> whose name is uh, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. <laughs> I've just remembered something else about The Shining. Uh-huh. 
People think the sh- the shining was Stanley Kubrick's way of admitting that he faked the moon landing. Oh, okay. Well, we have to put that in there too. We'll yeah. put a moon can, landing in there as well. Can we at some point just have Kev McLeod look directly at the camera and say the moon landing was a lie? And then just I think on? I think it should be more subtle because Stanley Kubrick was a filmmaker. I think he should look at the moon and just go. <sighs> shake his head and walk away. (laughs) He just looks at the moon and goes, well, no one has ever been there or ever will be there. (laughs) 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 Or just like he looks up at the moon, just reaches up and it's like one of those like point of uh, vision tricks where he just takes a little biscuit out of the sky. (laughs) There's been no moon at all. And he's like, as we all know, there's no moon. (laughs) Uh, Just someone looks up at the sky and goes, huh, crazy people think we'll get up there one day. You'd have to be a mad genius filmmaker to convince people we actually did. And then somebody hits a woman and they wink at the camera and that's <laughs> how we know that Stanley Kubrick faked it. Yeah. I also think just to really nail us down as a Kubrick film, every scene Duvall should be crying more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think just because it's a Kubrick film, every actor just looks more and more tired and like yeah. upset in every shot. Yeah. yeah. I think of one scene you and McGregor's clearly played by an extra. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just walked off sad for a bit to calm down. I think he's played by the guy who played the Oompa Loompas in um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory. Deep Roy. Yeah, okay, so I was at a party in Montreal during the comedy festival and uh-huh. uh, I was there for about 10 minutes and then I looked over to my right and Deep Roy and Jimmy Carr were standing within one metre of each other and I was like, I have to leave. Because I'm going to have a panic yeah, attack. You can't stay after that. And I just left. The I was fuck? like, I can't be here. This is, what is going on? <laughs> this really, this is like the second time I've heard a story of you being around people who seemed pretty nice and you just left. Like you told me that David <laughs> O'Doherty asked you to go to a pub once oh, and yeah! you're like, no. <laughs> you're like, obviously I'm not going to the pub with you, famous comedian David O'Doherty. That's crazy. And you just I went just home. I just done like a live show with him and him and this other kind of guy Montgomery were like, we're going to go get a beer. Do you want to come? And I was like, no, of course I don't want to go. <laughs> Idiots. Like, that's so scary. Am I going to embarrass myself in front of you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate meeting comedians because I'm a fan of most of them and I don't like meeting people I'm a fan of. Because mm. I'm like, what am I yeah. going to say? Like, what am I... I have nothing to offer you. All I'm going to do is embarrass myself. Emma, do you remember how whenever I met you in summertime, I was an hour late? That's because I was actually just in the bathroom pra- pacing around a panic. Hyperventilating. <laughs> pacing. <laughs> yeah, the pacing, shitting. I, I actually, I lost about a stone of weight of just liquid because I was just forcing myself to piss because it seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> She'll know. She'll know if there's any piss in my body. <laughs> I was just pissing flesh by the end. Oh, pure fuck. Oh, just Jesus. forcing your own bladder out through your urethra. I, I, this is a great gross story. And I'm happy for you to cut this out if you want. But just I once turning heard, yourself inside out like a balloon. I once heard someone say, and I quote from someone else. I, I wasn't there for the story, but I heard someone tell me a story that their friend said they once had sex for eight hours, and their quote was, "By the end, it was practically gravel." like eight hours straight and i think i think about that all the time practically gravel (laughs) like you must have had so little liquid left in your body (laughs) it couldn't have been fun for either people (laughs) surely come a point you just stop coming right (laughs) i mean what the point it's it's gravel you can't have been enjoying it for quite some time (laughs) 
<laughs> like you can't do Because it's got to go through sand. It's got to yeah. go through all these phases. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the point you're coming, sand, you need to not just stop. You need to have a real big think. <laughs> I want to put the cum gravel in a rock tumbler, see what happens. <laughs> you go see back we three weeks later and you just find a little dirty baby in there. Just cover <laughs> that dust and that's how they're born. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 That's I how keep, you and McGregor's I got my uh, younger sibling a rock tumbler for their birthday. And every time we go past those like uh like witchy crystal shops, I'm like, I dare you to go and ask for a crystal to rock tumble. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you did that ammo once and you went in and it was just a perfect little vial with a green potion in it and a cork in it. Oh. <laughs> that would be so magical. Oh, and it's and it's gravel come inside. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, it's a magic potion. You gonna drink it and go, oh no, no. No, <laughs> no, oh, no, no. no, I've I've been I've been done. I, I know what this, this is. is too, <laughs> this is too ropey to be a potion. <laughs> Potions aren't normally this viscous, are they? <laughs> Anyway, what's happening to the shining? Calvin McLeod's a ghost out here. So he's now at the ghost. They arrive at the hotel. I assume the first, like, 20 minutes is just, like, a happy-go-lucky montage of them, like, renovating Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah. we have them being privileged, right? And maybe it's there's, like, It's set to walking somebody... on sunshine. <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. from the village comes up and they're dismissive of their concerns and so on. We see that they're bellends who deserve to be haunted to death. Yeah. 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 Someone from the village is like, that hotel's been here for years and no one's ever touched it and we like the hotel just the way it is. And every yeah, time exactly. someone talks to Lil Ewan McGregor, he just goes, I was in Star Wars! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I am above this! <laughs> well, may- maybe one of, like, one of the fish people from the village comes up and they're like, you know, nobody goes into the hotel because it's, it's full of fucking ghosts! Oh my god, and like, the townspeople no stitch! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> It's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. And he goes, Ohana means family, and family means being killed by a ghost. And Ewan McGregor's like, I don't think you've seen the movie that you're from. No, Ewan McGregor's like, I was a big fish. (laughs) It's very funny to have all the characters other than Calvin McLeod just talk about the movies they've been in other than this movie. (laughs) Jack Nichols just like, I was in anger management with Adam Sandler. (laughs) That's where the meme of me nodding's from. <laughs> Have you seen the impossible? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the impossible? Just screaming that It's about up. the 2004 tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland's early work. <laughs> Have you seen I Love You, Philip Morris? It probably came out too early and people didn't appreciate it because it's a gay love story. Very good. I'd recommend watching it. Uh, I can't do a Scottish accent, but I'd love to do one for little Ewan McGregor. <laughs> give it a go. Oh, is it the Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I was Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I was in the man who stares at goats. <laughs> Did you ever see fucking train spotting, cunt? I was in that. <laughs> Duncan, my partner's told me when I do a Scottish accent, it's a hate crime. <laughs> but I think it's just because I go, all right. <laughs> Duncan once told me that um, you do an Italian accent too much, and so it will not be okay. <laughs> No, other way round. Absolutely not me. It's Duncan Turner who does the Italian accent. No, Duncan said to me, he's like, you do an Italian accent too much and very soon it will not be okay and you'll be done for your crimes. Duncan does Italian accents all the time. I think, well, I think it's a race against time, right, for the Italian accent before it becomes problematic. You've got to get as many in there as possible. Well, I think it's time against race. (laughs) Well... (laughs) 
Well, you've been hard. I've been I've been outwoked. Uh, somebody tell Twitter I will be, I'll cancel myself. Put the alarm on because you just woke up. <laughs> why would oh, but why would we put the alarm on now? Uh, because you got you have to wake up now. <laughs> you know, you know when you're sleeping and you think oh, I got to wake up now, so you get up and put your alarm on, and then it goes off. Yeah, uh, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's the perfect analogy. So they're in the house. <laughs> so they're in the house. Um, yeah, and I think probably like Skeleton McLeod, he sort of sees these people, how they speak to the locals and so on and all that, and he's like, "Hmm, maybe I can cause some trouble here as a ghost." Maybe. Well, I think his desire is to see the house um, be the best it could possibly be. But from his experience, the best houses are when couples get divorced. And so yes. he's like, if I put a rift in between these two's relationship, the house will be really good and then I'll be free. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, mm. that's, that's mm. clean. And the yeah. property brothers are there to do hauntings. And the property oh. brothers are also there and they're ghouls too. Yeah. What if the property brothers both are recently divorced and Calvin McLeod's trying to get them to head on Duvall? Well, I was about <laughs> to say, what if the property brothers are the Beetlejuice of this scenario and Kevin McLeod says property brothers three times into a mirror and, the, and then <laughs> and the third property up. brother appears. And then, <laughs> then Steve'll property if, appears. If you yeah. say property brothers twice, the twins come, but if you say it a third time, Steve'll turns up. <laughs> <laughs> and, as, as, and, yeah, and the original property brothers are like, oh, "Did you? You said it three times, you idiot!" Now we've got oh, to deal no. with Stevel, and Stevel's like, "Oh, hi guys! <laughs> You're so the property." Yeah, Stevel's a wacky <laughs> dude. <laughs> Stevel's played by Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike Myers plays all the property brothers as is Mike Myers' purview. <laughs> and he plays fat bastard a lot of times. <laughs> Just so we can get more Scottish accents in there. <laughs> yeah, I think he plays all the property brothers, but like the first two are just normal Mike Myers in a suit, right? And then yeah. Steve the property is like bald cap Mike Myers and a big fat belly and like a shitty mustache kind of thing. Like just real silly looking guy. Yeah. So I yeah. think they start getting into Johnny Carson's head yes. and telling him he needs to spend more and more money on the property. And this is very upsetting to Jimmy Kimmel because they had a budget. They were sticking to their budget. And now he's making decisions like the porcelain tiles instead of ceramic, which are shinier, but more expensive. Mm. I thought you were going to just like the stairs and escalator. Yeah, the no stairs reason. and escalator. Uh, they've put a roller coaster around the outside. Yeah, well, so maybe the big thing is that they were doing it, you know. They've made it a real like growing up in Asia experience. There's like slides. <laughs> <and> <laughs> It's like clowns. <laughs> like, yeah, for people, you know, who still yeah. haven't grown up yet. Yeah, Every um, bath is a ball pit. <laughs> every bath is a ball pit. Yeah. Yeah, and so maybe, yeah, it's that they had this plan, you know, and Jimmy Kimmel is a very business-like, focused on, on, on making money and making, you know, profit over aesthetics, right? And... Mm. Johnny Johnny Carson. Sorry, I forgot the I forgot the character's name for a second. <laughs> it's his Johnny, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing we know. <laughs> Johnny Carson, you know, 
started out on board with the idea, but very quickly Kevin McLeod gets in his head and he starts making decisions without talking to mm. Jimmy Kimmel that yeah. are more aesthetically pleasing and more expensive. Yes. And she's like, how are we supposed to rent this out to millennials for far too much money if you keep buying nice furniture? Yeah. We're not going to live here. And Johnny Carson, put in, you idiot. They've put in walls in between all the units and he's now decided because of Kevin McLeod, he's going to make it one big house. And so he starts chopping down the walls with his with axe, an axe and saying yeah. carpool karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every room he goes into, Jimmy Kimmel's like, who's that? <laughs> and he just <laughs> knocks the wall through and says carpool karaoke. karaoke. And yeah, the mu- it's set to Vanessa Carlton's <laughs> A Thousand Miles. So Shelley Duvall's famous line, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's that there? I don't think the idea of why this is happening. Like every time it happens, she gets more and more upset. Stevel's there to comfort her, right? But yeah, then the yeah. camera just ke- the camera just keeps occasionally panning out to Ewan McGregor, and he's not really in the plot. He just keeps going like, "This is fucked." <laughs> it's like this is no good. Any of this. He keeps going. I was in Ghost Rider. <laughs> How many Ewan he's McGregor like, movies can I name? I was in Birds of Prey. There was he a Birds of Prey? I don't know. Really, I have not seen it. I think he is. Maybe he's I think not. Max <laughs> just naming movies now. I was in the TV show Long Way Round. <laughs> uh, I was in the Wikipedia entry for Ewan McGregor filmography. <laughs> All right. So I reckon he doesn't kill Jimmy Kimmel, but she's like, nah, I'm out. We can't do this anymore. She just leaves him, gets divorced, which yeah, is or what tries Kevin McLeod to. wanted. Maybe. Tries to. Ewan McGregor but, gets in the way. <laughs> no, the car's been axed. She can't get out of the tower. The car's been axed. Well, oh, no, no, true. hang on. Kevin McLeod's car has been axed. I think they're. No, shot. Everyone's right. cars get axed. It's Kevin. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> cars get axed. Yeah, everyone's cars axed. Even Stables. And he. Stables. Well, maybe, yeah. So maybe, like, she goes out and the car's been axed and she goes to the property brother's car and their car's been axed and she turns around and Johnny Carson's just standing there with the axe and he winks at her and goes, carpool karaoke, and disappears back into the hotel. That's an awesome line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she goes to the car, like, the last car that doesn't look axed and she opens Mm. the door and he's in there just singing California Girls. No, she opens the door. She opens the door and James Corden in there and she goes oh, yeah 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 i reckon she runs out to um hitchhike because all the cars are gone and the one person who drives past is james corden and she's like oh, yeah and she goes i would rather i'd rather die yeah, in my okay. hotel because <laughs> as she gets up really close to james corden's face is like i'm gonna die if i stay in this house i want you to know that if i stay here i will be murdered and i would rather stay here than get in this car with you singing Katy perry songs you talentless prick it's like but i'm gonna do a harmony come on yeah, and then she spits at his eye. Yeah. <laughs> then she gets, she sees you know, like James Gordon tries to get to drive off, but she gets like underneath the car and with like a huge effort of will, just tosses him in his car over the edge of a cliff. Yay! And all the village yeah. people cheer. And everybody yeah. claps, yeah. Everyone's like, no yeah. more cats, no more cats. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think the carpool karaoke line is very good for her to realize she can't get out of town, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's stuck. Does she die then? Is she killed? I think. Well, I think we definitely want them to be like. It gets. I to assume the point she where... dies in the movie. I haven't seen. I it. think. I think everyone dies in the movie. Everyone bottom. dies, uh, probably. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think in this instance, like Kevin McLeod gets inside 
Johnny Carson's head to the point where, you know, he's gone fully insane, mm-hmm. right? Kevin McLeod's like, look, the only way I can save this architecture, you know, all that maybe, maybe Jimmy Kimmel was the one who had like a bit of the startup capital, you know, who had the business and Johnny oh, Carson yeah. sort of married into it. So in the end of the day, like if they get a divorce, which they may be gonna at this point, the business, you know, won't go to Johnny Carson as uh, Kevin McLeod of thought. And so he's like, shit, the only way to save this building, to save the architecture, is if I convince Johnny Carson to murder Jimmy Kimmel mm. with an axe, carpool karaoke style. And that's, <laughs> that's setting up the end game. And so it's Jimmy Kimmel and Ewan McGregor and the Property Brothers against a murderous J- Johnny Carson and yeah. Skeleton McLeod. Can I ask... Is Stevel property a good guy or a bad guy? I generally, I've got no idea what to do he's with evil. Stevel, really. Stevel's evil. Okay. He's definitely evil. But, right. oh, but, but is say, he good? I see what you no, mean. No, but I was going to say, what if, he, what if he is evil, right? But the only thing he cares about is killing. So maybe they use Stevel to then fight Johnny Carson. Oh, I they're see. Like, oh, you know yeah. so they're, they're like, hey, like, it's kind of like a Freddy versus Jason situation. You're like, well, he's going to kill everyone. If he kills everyone, you'll have no one to kill Stevel. And he's like, that bastard, I'll kill him first. Right. So so is it everyone's dead now except Johnny and Steve? Oh, Steve's a ghost, isn't he? I don't know. I, yes, maybe. I Are reckon- they demons? <laughs> I don't remember. I'll be honest. This is a very loose plot thread. Yeah, I reckon they've killed everyone except Johnny. And then Johnny and Steve will go at it. <laughs> well, I think, or maybe like you have you and McGregor there as like the final person, you know? Mm. Mm. And he has to finish the house. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Carson kind of breaks down the door and he's going, uh, making my way downtown, walking fast, face like axing mm. Jimmy Kimmel to death. And then he tries to move on to Ewan McGregor, but that's when Stevel property. Stevel's property steps in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then they have a big axe fight. Yeah, and, they, and then Johnny dies, obviously. Leaving you and McGregor on yes, his knees. Yes, Steve Property kills Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. But then the Property Brothers, you know, they're sort of moving in, right? Because they're evil property demons <laughs> that are just as really, they're just as avaricious and capitalist as uh, Jimmy Kimmel was. And so maybe it's a thing where, like, now you and McGregor has to find a way to banish the Property Brothers to save the day. And Kevin McLeod helps him. Well, I think everyone in the afterlife is like, there's no budget in the afterlife. And so they get to decorate the house how they want to. But they don't realize because oh, all shit. their furniture is yeah. like ghost furniture, it doesn't show up in the real world. So they think they've made <laughs> this beautiful property and then they go to rent it out. But it's just a piece of shit with like axe holes in the walls. And they're like, done and dusted. Yeah. And Kevin McLeod and the property tri- triplet shake hands and they're like, we've done yeah. very well here today. And then the circle repeats because a family comes by and they're like, we want to renovate this property because it has axe holes in the walls. <laughs> And then yeah. they yeah, they get drawn into the and whole the thing. fish man mayor of the village comes back and he's like to you and McGregor come come <laughs> with me you know you'll be safe with us and you and McGregor goes down and becomes another fish person I think that's beautiful you know becomes fish person family I think he becomes a mm. car mechanic <laughs> to fix all the cars yeah. that are broken in town yeah there's a lot of and work and then as the new fam you see the new family coming into town. And they stop and they get out and they head towards the pub. And you see, like, you and McGregor, now a fish man, come out and start axing their car. And that's how you that's know beautiful. the cycle's repeating. It's a beautiful 
It's a beautiful cycle of nature, you know? End credits. <laughs> All right, let me get the shining up. I reckon that's pretty close. I'm not going to lie to you. Here we go. Jack Torrance. Was he called Jack? Oh, no, he called him Johnny. Well, that's We called him Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah. Jack Torrance takes a winter caretaker position at the remote Overlook Hotel in the Rocky Mountains. Cat- okay, so we got, the, we got the location and his job wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it also doesn't open with Kevin McLeod, which is a surprise to me. <laughs> it was a hotel. It was a hotel, that's true. Uh, this hotel closes every winter season. After his arrival, manager Stuart... <gasps> Oh my god, I'm oh in this movie. God, oh my god, Max in this film. Advises Torrance that a previous caretaker, Charles Grady, killed his family and himself at the hotel. That's a crazy thing to be like, welcome to your new job. The last guy killed his family. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Boulder, which is a town, Jack's son Danny has a premonition and a seizure, while Jack's <laughs> wife Wendy, we've got no names correct, Wendy tells the doctor about a past incident when Jack dislocated Danny's shoulder during a drunken rage. Oh, wow. Okay. So Johnny Carson's a bit of a crook guy. Yeah. In a different way to the way we had it. Also, if this does turn out to be wallpaper, this pattern on the poster, bad for an epileptic kid. Oh, yeah. No good. (laughs) No good. Yeah. Uh, The incident convinced Jack to stop drinking alcohol. That's, That's it. Before leaving for the seasonal break, head chef... Dick Halloran. What a great name. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Pretty close to Dick Hardon, which is good. I like yeah, that. <laughs> that is good. Dick Halloran informs Danny of a telepathic ability that the two of them share, which he calls the shining. Uh, what a wild, what a wild turn. So nothing to do film, with. Like, nothing to do with the shininess of the hotel. <laughs> nothing to do with paint finishes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Halloran tells Danny the hotel also has a shine due to residues from unpleasant past events. And and warns him to avoid room 237. So the hotel's telepathic as well, because somebody died there. Well, I think, to be fair, yeah, we had bad things happen in our hotel, so that's close Mm. enough. That's true. Well, I'd get, no, mm. it wasn't telepathic. There were ghosts. It's not uh, the same Danny, thing. Uh, it's not at all. But I mean, I, I, it's certainly not normal. It's all like <laughs> supernatural <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Danny starts having frightening visions, including one of two twin sisters. The property sisters. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Meanwhile, Jack's mental health deteriorates. He gets nowhere with his writing. Doesn't mention his writing before. No, is that the first time? So he's a writer, (laughs) not a caretaker. But he's like, caretaking's like his side hustle. Yeah, he's side hustling as a caretaker to top up his uh, his, uh, pay as a To top up his pay as a freelance journalist. Uh, Advice. He's prone to violent outbursts and has dreams of killing his family. Oh, red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Who amongst us? If that's your Tinder bio. (laughs) Lots of victim blame, but I wouldn't put up with that. (laughs) No, absolutely not. How long do you think it would take me to get a single match? Rip to Shelley Duvall, but I'm different. (laughs) (laughs) How long do you reckon it would take me to get a match on Tinder if my bio was... Um, getting nowhere with my riding, prone to violent outbursts, have dreams of killing my family. Upsettingly, I think not very long. <laughs> okay, good. And, um, Dan- Danny gets physically bruised after visiting an unlocked room 237 out of curiosity. Jack encounters a female ghost in the room, but blames Danny for self-inflicting the bruises, which well, doesn't make sense. The no, and the ghost was not played by Michael Myers. And the ghost was also not Steve-all property. <laughs> <laughs> or Steve-all property. 
Well, it doesn't have the ghost name here. It's very possible it could have been. Uh, Jack is enticed back to drinking by the ghostly bartender Lloyd. Ghostly figures include. Okay, Delbert so the Gre- ghosts are the ones that are like fucking him up. Yeah. Well, that's what we said. That was our theory. Is that the ghosts are the ones who are um like? Yeah. So that's the thing. That's a that's a thing that we got right. Yeah. It's yeah. just that they're coercing him into drinking, whereas mm. we were coercing him into good architecture. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That is different. <laughs> Delbert Grady is one of the ghosts who was the last caretaker. Uh, then begin appearing in a gold room. Grady informs Jack that Danny has reached out to Halloran using his talent, which is The Shining, and says that Jack must correct his wife and child. He's going to send them to one of those um, gay camps, you know, the church... Uh, the pray away the gays, yeah. yeah. Conversion. I, assume, I can only assume that's what it means by correct his children. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this is an 80s or 70s film, after all. Uh, Wendy finds Jack's manuscript with all work and no play make Jack a dull boy written repeatedly numerous times. That sounds shit to me. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible manuscript. Like. Yeah, he's supposed to be a writer. Uh, when Jack threatens her life, Wendy knocks him unconscious with a baseball bat. Yes. That's good. Yeah. That's cool. Girl boss. I love a league of their own. <laughs> yeah. Locks up in the kitchen pantry, but she and Danny cannot leave due to Jack having pre- previously sabotaged the hotel's two-way radio and Snowcat. Which is like a car. Yeah. It is like a car. It's true. So we knew she was trapped yeah. there. They were trapped there. Uh, back in their hotel room, Danny says, Red Rum aloud multiple times and even writes the words on the bathroom door. Wendy sees the word in the mirror and realizes the word is actually murder spelled backwards. <laughs> He was just doing a little writing prank because he's a writer. Red rum. Uh, No, hang on. Was that Danny? Danny's not a writer, right? Danny's the child. Danny's an idiot. (laughs) Danny can't fuck. Danny was in Nanny McPhee Returns. (laughs) Stop looking up you and McGregor. (laughs) I just know these of you. Okay, okay. (laughs) Anyway, right, hold on. Jack is freed by Grady and goes after Wendy and Danny with an axe. Danny escapes outside through the bathroom window and Wendy fights Jack off with a knife when he breaks through the door saying... Here's, Here's Johnny. Johnny Carson. Yeah. And then she says, Johnny who? He says, Johnny like, Carson from the TV. From the TV. Who's from the, the Tonight door? Show starring Johnny Carson. Yeah. She says, who's, who's that? At, who's at the, the bloody door? Oh my God, Johnny, you're at the door. I can't believe it. It's not like you to be at the door with your axe. You're always doing this. And Danny's like, what are you talking about, mum? Why are you talking like that? Yeah. And then it goes, boom. Next time I eat EastEnders, etc. And and Dirty Den is there. Do you remember Dirty Den <laughs> from EastEnders? Emma? It's a very niche British reference. Not a, not for a clue. For you either, Emma? I have no idea what you're saying to me. Anyway. It's like neighbours, but with worse weather. It's like neighbours, but you're talking this. You know what I mean? It's like neighbours, but the houses are close together. <laughs> <laughs> They're more neighbourly, ironically. <laughs> That's what it's going to say. That's what the tagline is for EastEnders. It's like neighbours, but closer together. That's what it says. Anyway, Halloran, uh, Dick Halloran, having flown back to Colorado after Donnie's telepathic SOS, reaches the hotel in another snowcat. His arrival distracts Jack, who ambushes and murders Dick in the lobby. Oh, oh so he doesn't do oh, shit. Useless. He yeah, just turns just... up and gets an axe in the bag. <laughs> it's just like... Jack, I'll come back once. <laughs> and then pursues Danny into the hedge maze. There's, There's a, hedge a hedge maze. maze. Oh cool. my god! Cool. Yeah. Is that uh, what the pattern is? is? Then is the pattern a hedge maze? 
Oh, maybe. Seems like a bad maze, because I don't see a lot of roots in it. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a lot of roots in the haze maze, mate. Let me die. He means sex. Ew. <laughs> Listeners, just sex, sex in the hedge maze. It's all gravel at that point when you do it outside. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of gravel in the middle of that maze. Yeah. Anyway. Wendy runs through the hotel looking for Danny, encountering all the hotel's ghosts, and sees a vision of cascading blood similar to Danny's premonition. Uh, in the hedge maze, Danny misleads Jack and hides behind a snowdrift while Jack follows a false trail. Danny and Wendy reunite and leave in Halloran Snowcat, leaving Jack to freeze to death in a maze. In a photograph of the hotel hallway, Jack is pictured standing amidst a crowd of party revelers from 1921. <gasps> Gasp! He's been, he was the ghost, it turns out he was, the real ghost was was the guy we've met along the way. Yeah. What a twist that makes fuck all sense. What do you think was better, our film or The Shining? Ours! You stupid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Don't be, don't be dumb. I think the moon landing was the best of all. <laughs> yeah, the bit where we, the bit where we just definitely, the moon landing happened. Yeah, that was my good. favorite part of our film was when they confirmed the moon landing. My favorite yes. part was when you and McGregor went, I was in the moon landing. Wait, no, I wasn't. And then he winks <laughs> yeah. at the camera. Yeah, he's like, when I was doing Star Wars, I also did the moon landing video. I mean, I was, the moon landing was real. Anyway, and then Stanley Kubrick is just behind the camera going, fucking, yeah. fucking, shut up. <laughs> you see like a, a second and a half of like somebody sprinting towards him in frame, it cuts. And then for the rest yeah. of the movie, he's played by a different actor. <laughs> no, the rest of the movie, he's just got a bloody lip. <laughs> uh, I, I have to go, unfortunately. Uh, there's people accumulating out the front of my house. <laughs> Oh my god, Emma, it's the property, bro. Fuck! Have fun dealing with whatever that is. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank we you really so appreciate much for it. having me. What I can't wait to see our movie. I can't wait to make it. Yeah, we can see. Yeah, there's Duncan lurking in the background. <laughs> like the ghost of Christmas past. Did you know if you have sex for eight hours, it feels like gravel at the end of it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, Duncan looks like he knows. Uh, Emma, before you go, if you have anything to plug quickly. Uh, if anyone is listening in Australia, I'm touring for pretty much all of May, April, March, April, May. Oh, nice. Uh, and then uh, you should be friends with me. All right. Be friends with Emma Holland, everybody. <laughs> Follow her on social and make that happen. Actually, don't. Don't message me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't. That's true. She doesn't. Ask her to the pub. It's the fastest way to. Make sure that you'll never speak again. Amen. Yeah. Reply to all of our stories with little heart emojis. Anyway. Oh, I love uh, it. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, it's a good day to be a bad boy, but it's a great day to be a poster boy. Goodbye. Hooray. Bye.